スロットドーンシュ
We promise no mm-hmm. shenanigans next week. We just, uh, we just, just like right before the show, we're like, how about we all just key out Wear today? Be funny. <laughs> End of summer fun time Shiro stream. And I for and to to Trekkie's point, I forgot to wear my hat. It's one of those. It's like one of those last things that I do. I go into the house and grab my hat and put it on, because usually I'm sweating right before the show because it's hot in here. And then uh, and then with all the technical difficulties, I just forgot to put on my hat. So well, I mean, if it's hot in there, you should take off all your clothes. Take off all your clothes. Fire. Get no. Actually, though, it's actually quite nice now. Uh, it, 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 the weather's finally kind of settling down here. That's good. Anyway, okay. And I think the garbage truck is gone, and we're we can actually do the show now without a bunch of. I mean, I am the garbage truck, but okay. <laughs> you are the garbage truck. I am the king of garbage. That's a commentary, garbage, folks, garbage. right there. Uh, any garbage, any yo. updates? Any personal updates? Do we have anything to talk about other than we've all been w- busy at work? There hasn't been a Besides lot. Besides my computer blowing up. Any like? Yeah, uh, well, I uh, I was on vacation for a couple more days. The beginning of this oh, week, I've been cool. taking vacation couple of days a week I'm, I'm doing it again next week on monday and tuesday which has been nice trying to squeeze in some vacation days where i can when i don't have a lot going on right at work so uh that's been nice um having a bunch of long weekends you know in, in august so um i did uh take the opportunity to play world series baseball like the first one that came out um you know in uh what's october 95 i think it was mm-hmm. uh on my status oh, i bought console. like uh, oh okay for the saturn um and i well, i mean it, it was I, I like there's like 25 versions well it's of it. not to That's be confused true. with there uh is. several other world series baseball right they all have the same name i was right. actually recently yeah, playing that on the game. uh on the genesis one of the genesis versions was oh, pretty cool you? yeah but so so you're so, playing the original saturn version yes i i tried out the original saturn version because i bought like a long box original copy sure. of it for like 10 bucks at a retro store around here and um i am not good at that game at no. all i'll tell you right now <laughs> i'm so bad i actually was okay at the pitching and i yeah. liked the pitching the pitching uh-huh. was fun yeah. um but the the batting all i could do was hit singles if yeah. i could hit it all yeah. i could not figure out how to get my base runner to actually advance to second base if it mm-hmm. was like, you know, if I, if I hit a ball that like went to the track, and right. I know that should be extra bases and my guy right. would not run past first base. And I was looking in the manual and it's kind of telling you how to do it. And I was trying to do it like you're holding down the, the button on your D-pad that goes with the particular base runner you want to control. And then right. you press like the B button, I think it is, to actually sure. make him go take the next base and it's like i would hold down the b button as hard as i could as right if that matters uh and he would not start running until he's already like safely reached first base and then decides okay maybe i'll start going to second now so that yeah. i can be thrown out at second yeah it's it's so convoluted I, I, it's pretty convoluted it's yeah. like base running in a lot of those games tends to be a bit like on the convoluted side they got it right with the show series on the playstation they really like honed mm-hmm. that and made it a lot yeah made it makes more sense i guess but like in those yeah. old games i always set that to auto because like auto based running because it was always that. just too much to think about you know like uh and 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 you're right it's never simple it should be something yeah. like you know you hold down the one of the top buttons with the xyz uh, depending on yeah. what runner it is and then you press the the cardinal direction on the d-pad to this to choose what base you want to run to but yeah those mm-hmm. those games the base running is always cheap i was playing the on on the genesis the other day i was playing the espn baseball tonight um which mm. is a it's kind of a 
a looker like it, it's got good graphics but it's yeah. so cheap with the other team scoring oh. home runs constantly like it's just home oh. run home run home run and i'm like seriously everything i pitch Jeez. they hit a home run <laughs> you know so yeah um but yeah so i don't know um i i i like the world series baseball series on the saturn um but definitely i think that 98 is probably the more playable the 3d version yeah it's a bit more playable yeah, yeah and... have you tried a threatening to cancel the contract to the person that's not putting them his all into the game and moving him to somewhere like devious like giving him to like <laughs> i don't know chicago like the chicago uh, i think that's a fit worse I... than death on itself uh, well, I mean, it could be worse. It could be like the the, the Royals or something with Pirates. I mean, the Royals. Oh God! <laughs> send, send them to the Braves. You know? T- knock them down a notch. Uh, hey, they could be sent to the uh, Cleveland Guardians because they're definitely sinking right now. Awesome Speaking of, uh, who did you play as, anyways? I was curious what team, what your go-to? Oh, teams the are, the Indians. I was I, was, I was tried out the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. Oh. Um. And uh, which I mean, they were good in '94 and '95, so they should have been good. To, Wait, you know. changed their names yet, or are they still the Indians? They, no, they're they the only Guardians. changed their name this year. They're the Guardians. Oh, they're now. the Guardians. In 90, yeah, but in '95, they were the Indians. They were Indians up until what, this year, or last year, something yeah, like that. Yeah, Very exactly. Tomahawk Chop, yeah, yeah. right? Tomahawk Chop. Everybody uh, in the no, no, nobody ever really did that. Um, Not in the stands. I've seen people on TV doing it. You know, I've seen the I've seen the fans like almost like the yeah, wave. Other, right, other sports teams that have like you know Native American derived mascots or names or whatever will do sure. that. Right, um, but I don't think that's ever really been a thing. With been a thing Cleveland, with the Cleveland Indians. With Indians. Huh. Yeah, no. Um, there's. Uh, there was a guy, he, he actually just recently died named John Adams, who mm-hmm. sat out in the bleachers with a drum and he mm-hmm. would beat this big bass drum, mm-hmm. um, and which was cool. I mean, so that's like a little bit of a, an Indian's, you know, stereotypical flavor, but it was very cool. Right. Um, and everybody loved that. So I, I guess they recorded his, uh, his drumming and, um, sometimes they play it in the speakers now mm-hmm. that he's, you know, gone. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty, at the stadium. Uh, pretty cool, though, for fans to. to oh yeah, on. his his drum is going into Cooperstown. He's going to be in the baseball hall of fame. No, like, cool. Yeah, he's that big of a deal. So that's that's actually pretty cool. That the I don't know. That's I always been fascinated about the fan stuff that like becomes like a a mainstay. You know, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it was one of yeah. those type of things. But Pat, anyway, so yeah, like I, the fans really reflect the game Pat, like a lot of different sports yeah. it's kind of cool so uh padres and d-backs played this past weekend and the d-backs just Uh-oh. routed us <laughs> like oh, no. padres are great on paper but uh in practice i'm like what's going on <laughs> like where did all that money go <laughs> we spent on these players the drain the yeah. money went straight to the diamondbacks payroll baby We're crazy going to the world series this year yeah, D-bag- not, D-bags. D-bags. Oh, ha, ha. I haven't heard that Scotty one. Scotty Mofa said D-bags. Scotty. Very original. Nice. I Very like that. Funny. I like. I will stick with D-bags. <laughs> wow. Nice. My, my, my D-bag. It's my not D-bags. like you really now care. I'm saying it. It's not like you really care. You even said to John Lineman, you're like, I, I like going to the game and eating the hot dogs, but I'm not really interested in the game. Yeah, I'm, right? I mean, I'll bandwagon when I can, you know? Sometimes it's kind of fun. No. That's fine. But I'm yeah, the no. same way with... Uh, I'm the same way with uh, like football now. I, I, I'll, I'll go. I'll watch the Super Bowl, but I'm not really gonna care. 
because yeah, since well, the, I mean, you lost your team, I lost my team. team so yeah, time, I was yeah. stabbed in the back. Just very, I'm still very butt hurt I mean, no, about. <laughs> no city should lose their football team. Take it from a Clevelander, right? Oh well, um, I mean you now the Cleveland Browns. So the eight they so, were stolen away from us in 1995. Thanks. So the Raiders. So the Raiders moved to oh, Las yeah. Vegas, right? Sorta. The Oakland Raiders. Uh, yeah. They moved to Las Vegas. Well, first they moved to Oakland from LA, right? But they moved to Las this is Vegas. The Sports chat, by the and way. And now the A's are moving from are following them. They shared like the same stadium. You know, it was so yeah. janky. I, I Everybody's caught some games there. Yeah, so they're moving out of Oakland, and the A's are following them to Las Vegas. So now, now the, Las Vegas is going to have three sport professional sports teams. They're going to have they're going to have Big what the, city now. the hockey team. They have a hockey. Wait, they have a professional yeah, soccer do. league too, right? They have a soccer team. Uh, I think so. Uh, yeah. yeah, they have the Golden Knights, which is their hockey team. That's crazy. Uh, do not ask me what their uh, soccer team is. I don't. Uh, know I don't, I don't is, remember what it is. I was going to say like uh, the Golden State Warriors were technically an Oakland-based team, and they mm -hmm. moved over to San Francisco as well. So, oh, well, and they also Vegas, have a WNBA a city. Dang. Sure, yeah. Dude, yeah. Our WNBA, the, the Phoenix Mercury's, is um, mm. aces. I love, I love the Phoenix Mercury's. We got, we got the legendary Brittany Grimer. Mm, I don't know. I, I'm a big fan because my sister, my sister follows the Mercury's with her and her girlfriend. Love it, and mm. I kind of, I kind of like one of the games. They're, they're fun to watch. I like Brittany Grimer. Sucks about the whole Russian thing, but I mean, well, she's, she's back, back now, so yeah, she's, she's safe. Good. So Dan, question, yeah. How do you feel in so I know I know you're a huge fan like when it comes to games and stuff like that I know you like shmups, right? And you like cute like yeah. soccer awards types games and stuff like that What is your general opinion? Okay, fine. What's your favorite game What's on the Saturday? Socks so, uh, okay. so What I meant to say was you like cute Japanese dating sims and uh, dialogue heavy I, I mean, uh, You know games with that. lots of story exposition, right? Oh, and no you you do love you do. You are really excited about a lot of the, uh, what is it, cutie? Uh, gosh, what were those? At the Atelier Marie games. Atelier or, games. Atelier yeah, games. Right? Okay. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. all the of that consider taking all that into consideration. What is your general opinion of sports games? Do, are you like? Because um, you said you tried World Series baseball, which kind of comes out of left field, pun intended. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, there you go. Um, yeah, no, I don't have a problem with sports games. I mean, I've been a, a fan of actual sports right. all my life, as long as okay. I can remember. So, um, honestly, I've not played sports video games that much. Um, and I mean, they've been a little hit or miss for me. Like, I like mm -hmm. Madden. Um, mm -hmm. I first got Madden on the GameCube, uh, you know, when I was a teenager, um, and I liked it a lot. Uh, then I got the Madden the following year and realized, oh, this is the same game, but they made the controls a little worse for some reason and right. added nothing. Right. Okay, I guess I don't need to buy this game every year. <laughs> now I get it. Yeah. Um, I think that's uh, I one of NBA, the... Yeah. Uh, uh, what's that? Well, I think that what you just said, the, the whole like yeah. incremental installment, basically a roster update uh yeah release is what puts so many gamers off of sports games to begin with because it kind yeah. of it makes it makes it seem a bit cheap or like a like a throwaway genre and and you know yeah. it is one of those things where it's like every year there's going to be another release right so you'd see bargain yeah. bins lined with sports games right right i guess from a retro perspective yeah it's like sports games i mean they are very um, susceptible to being uh, out of date, you yeah. know? I mean, everything changes every year, so it's like, why do I need this uh, this old version of the sports mm -hmm. game? Um, I guess 
I was kind of interested in World Series Baseball uh, that came out in 95 because the Indians that year, my mm. favorite baseball team, obviously, uh, was they were really good. Um, that year. Meanwhile, they... yeah, yeah. Okay. But, like, I have no interest in getting, like, Madden 96 that came out, or 97 that came out in 1996 on the Saturday. I have no interest in getting it right. because the Browns did not exist that year um which is super upsetting the tech um, stuff so like, well know, i mean 2023s yeah yeah well what i was gonna say is that like uh i did get quarterback club on uh the 32x because that was like one of the last football games to come out that the browns still existed before they went away oh. for a few years right um so i played that and that's a pretty cool game yeah um, so i guess I, I guess from a retro perspective a sports game has more value if it has um if it has like sentimental value to you, I guess if like your particular team that you root for was good that year, the year of that sports game, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, or maybe it's a sports game that you originally had uh, when you were a kid and then you sold it or you lost it or something, you mm-hmm. let a friend borrow it and never got back. And now it's like, oh, yeah, that was my very first, you know, uh, baseball game. Um, I, I really want to get that, you know, mm-hmm. and then you enjoy playing it, even if all the rosters are out of date. Right. You know, so there's a couple different reasons you might want to play a retro sports mm. game. Um, but yeah, it is true. A lot of them are kind of throwaway because uh, they don't have a lot of unique features from game to game. Exactly. Like sports games can tend to seem disposable to a degree. Yeah. And, uh, and, yeah. and I think that is something that all gamers can kind of relate to. Like Pat, he's a fan of a lot of the arcade uh, sports games, which are evergreen because it's it's an arcade game, basically, right? You know, like Windjammers, exactly. uh, yeah. Street yeah, Hoops, Windjammers, uh, Street Slam, yeah. Turf Master. Now that stuff's all NFL is, Blitz. It is sports, and... but it's also a really fun multiplayer arcade game, basically. You know, yeah, and it's exactly. like divorced from the from the real teams, essentially. You know, it can right. kind of stand on its own because it doesn't have those licenses a lot of times. But if you I mean, are I played the NASCAR game back in the days, NASCAR count sports. Sure, I would. I, I... Yeah, I, I feel like I mean even that is a little more just sort of standalone fun, just because yeah the nature of racing games. You know, you can just pick it up and you don't need to necessarily care about the particular driver you're controlling or the the yeah, but you know, team, but like, like NASCAR or something. Okay, but like NASCAR on Saturn, for example. Is not nearly as fun. Sorry, my my subjective opinion. It's not nearly as fun or like timeless as Daytona USA, right? Like, which is more of an yeah. arcade racing game. NASCAR takes itself a bit more serious. It's definitely tied to NASCAR, uh, the association, you know. And uh, you know, I I so I think that it has a limited appeal, whereas like Daytona USA obviously has a much more makes sense. lasting appeal. That said, though, sure. if you are into a sport like if you are into baseball so um for example you're a big baseball fan you can kind of playing a baseball game on a console is a is kind of like a form of fantasy basically you know you are playing out that that role of that team or whatever and i think that some games like that are special because of like the team that worked on them and that's the thing too most people like most passing video uh video game fans uh who typically swear off sports games they kind of see every hockey game as like oh well they're all hockey games right they're yeah. they're not any different right and uh trekkies brought up a good point here up in the chat was uh what was it power play 96 was kind of like a special game it's very well put together has a really good frame rate uh what was it uh 
the team that did it was uh, Radical, I think. Radical Entertainment. I might be wrong about that name, but essentially, they did. They made a really good game. Uh, whereas, like, Grey Matter made a terrible hockey game. It was like that first one, NHL, uh, you know, All-Star hockey. Mm-hmm. It was right. terrible. But it's it's you, known you know, for and, that and now. Well, and to that point, you know, the uh, NHL 94 for the Sega CD is considered one of the best Sega CD games. And that just on the merits of it just being such a well-made hockey game, you know, right, and it yeah. stands on its own merits, regardless of how outdated its mm-hmm. rosters or teams or whatever are now. Right. So, yeah, part of it is kind of just how well-made the game is. How well-made it know, is. For its platform. Like, yeah. I see the, the historical value. This is part of why I bought World Series Baseball um, recently for the Saturn, was, like, this is its first baseball game. This was an early Saturn game. You mm-hmm. know, this came out in mm-hmm. within six months of launch. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I, I thought it would be interesting to play it, um, you know, considering all those factors. I, I so. think those... I think that those early sports titles on the Saturn that were like Sega sports titles are actually great yeah. ones for folks to pick up. Pebble Beach Golf Links, Worldwide Soccer. Which I got that too. Yeah, Pebble I Beach Golf Links, Worldwide Soccer, World Series Baseball. Those early ones that are Sega sports titles, they're, they yeah. maybe they're a little more rough than their their predecessors. Like World Series Two, a lot of folks love mm-hmm. that game. It's a, it's it's def, it's a definite improvement over the first. But that, like you said, that first run of sports games are still pretty solid and fun to pick up and play um i i recommend them because they're cheap still you know like those are some saturn long box games that folks can actually pick up for a decent price 10 maybe 15 bucks and i got it complete with manual and everything yeah great condition i would say it's worth that definitely you can get and if you have a friend over or a couple friends you can play multiplayer um that'd be that would be a lot of fun Anyway, I was just interested. I was you caught me off guard with that. Like I, I've never I don't know that I've ever heard <laughs> you talk tangent. about playing sports games and so and yeah. I know a lot of folks don't like sports games. I'm I'm incredibly eclectic. I, I pretty much like all of it and I feel like the Saturn has quite a few good sports games. Although it didn't yeah. it really suffered from not having a great football game and Madden like I'm not a huge Madden fan. I know there's really big mm. Madden fans out there, but that's not me. So yeah. anyway. Um, yeah. yeah, not not a big man, dude. I kind of, I do. I like can't I said, get I do it. like extreme sports games like yeah. Tony Hawk, Steve mm-hmm. Sliders. But mm-hmm. again, it's back back to that. Is it really a sports game or an arcade mm-hmm. game? It's like, well, remember when uh, the two K series came out on the Dreamcast? That mm-hmm. hooked me because of how real it looked. And I mean, it's funny mm-hmm. to say that now, but like the the uh, what was it? The motion capture that they used for the guys on the field mm-hmm. every time they would break from a play, it would be like, oh my god, I feel like I'm watching the TV a TV broadcast or something, right? And that that yeah. kind of helped immerse me in it. So I really got into the 2K series on the Dreamcast. But yeah, I never really was a big uh, a big Madden fan, to be honest with you. Um, so. But yeah, so my favorite sports game Pat hates, and isn't that true, Pat? You don't like big tournament golf, or uh, on the Neo Geo, Neo Turf, Neo Turf Masters. <laughs> yeah, actually, I've, I've actually played a little bit of it. I actually do kind of like it. It's so I'm good, just not right? A big fan of golf. Oh my god, the music is so good though. Like that game has it in so many different areas. I love it. This yeah, is no, Nelson's it's got report. A charm to it. I, <laughs> I love the yeah, little. I, I just, I just prefer basketball. I just prefer wind jammers and street slam over it, or street hoop, or that's fair. Whatever the twenty-five thousand names it has. I mean, those it's are those are great. Names. Those are great games. Uh, Neo Geo has so many great games. 
It's it's true. It does. At Neo Geo, so many good sports like games. when it comes to when it comes to trash to good stuff, I would say that it's mostly good stuff, right? Pretty much. Yeah. The only thing that's really not that great on there is probably some maybe some of the magical drop games are kind of mad. Yeah. Some there's some the weaker fighters. fighters. There's a few. Yeah. There's like you know, Neo Drift Out is okay. I it's not great, but it's okay. Um, but I mean, mm -hmm. they have a great Bomberman, and they have a ton of great fighters and a ton of great, you know, I don't know. I, I love Neo Geo. Any other Neo Geo fans <laughs> in the chat? I think uh, SNK schmucks, boy, right? SNK boy will probably agree. <laughs> Maybe he might be an SNK fan. But yeah, no, I, I actually at Game on Expo we were actually running while well, I was running a Windjammers and KOF '98. Yeah. And I didn't know if I wanted to take it out or not. I just liked, like, I never took Windjammers out or switched them because I was thinking of switching it out for like Neo Bomberman stuff, but I just never ended up mm -hmm. doing it. And of course, I would do Twinkle Star Sprites, but it's also a like a $500 game, so mm -hmm. I wouldn't want it at this expo or have it uh, or buy it, so it's yeah. kind of a double-edged sword. But I do really, I think at the, this next expo, the Pure G we're going to, I think I really, really want to get uh, Snatcher. I think that's the yeah. goal. You're going to do that? Snatch it. You're going to get Snatcher. Huh? How, how how much do you think, what's your budget for that? Thousand. That, so so you'll Jeez. do it if you can get it below a thousand at a thousand or below. I believe so. Yes. Is that wow. the going rate? I thought it was above that. I thought. So you're 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 thought, looking for no, somebody about, to work with you, right? Oh says twelve hundred. Yeah, that's Who's, what I was oh, thinking. It was like twelve hundred. But maybe yeah. if you if you come with a thousand cash, I mean, somebody might work with you. Somebody, yeah. yeah. That that would be actually be rad, Pat, and I would be really happy for you. Honestly, uh, <laughs> do it, and I'll live vicariously because I can't drop a thousand on that game, but I would love to. Um, it's, it's it's one, one of the best really games want. ever. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like I said, it's. It's a complicated situation. I really want. Some, it's like I was, because I was. I was thinking about. It's like the one Kojima game that's my favorite that I don't have. But it's like, mm -hmm. I keep just like it just keeps going up and going up and going up yeah. and going up. But once you get up. it, you'll be like it'll be like that standy that power power stone standy right. Power you stone you can one. always get a thousand bucks, but you can't always get a copy of Snatcher right. Snatcher. Thing. At yeah. least not at least <laughs> not at unless it just keeps going up and up and up and gets further away from you. Yeah, honestly, even if even if somebody traded it for the Power Stone Sandy, I still wouldn't do it because <laughs> buy it with Shiro again, Cash for science. Oh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure yeah, Dave yeah, will love just... it. It's like, hey, why do we have a deficit of a thousand dollars? We're gonna, be, we're like, gonna oh, make oh, you, no we're gonna make you suckers pay for Pat's copy of Snatcher. No, we're not gonna I think do Dave that. Dave would literally stab me in the chest, brother. That would be oh, like, oh, I, I, I used mean, the wrong I, account. Oh, oops! Here, uh, Malenko's Malenko gave gave you two dollars towards Snatcher. Two dollars towards it. Okay, we got shipping nine hundred nine hundred ninety eight dollars left. Chipping away. Um, no, nice. but seriously, that that would be that'd be rad. Um, I hope you get it. I really do. Hey, hey! If anybody in the chat wants to make a deal with me, we could figure something out. <laughs> Who's got the other nine ninety eight? Honestly, I might I might bring stuff for trade bait there and see if I trade down because. I might trade my Ocarina of Time, like, because I have the Ocarina of Time uh, Collector's Edition and the gold thing, but I don't yeah. know if it's anywhere close mm. to a thousand. It's CIB, no, but it won't be a thousand. But like, I got a bunch of, I got a, a bunch of bit. rare DS games that would trade for, mm. but I don't want to trade them. <laughs> so yeah, because you like them. I like them. Is it, yeah, is Infinite Space considered a rare DS game? Just yeah, it's okay. random off the top of my head. 
Uh, I mean, I, I haven't looked for yeah, a while, man. but I mean, I think that that's probably a 60 to $70 game oh. without oh, looking. Okay. Infinite Space, it might be more. That's the problem. You want to sell it, though, because well, it's a cool game. Inf- okay, Scotty Mo says it's pricey now. See, last year at PRGE, I was, going through the, okay. I was going through the bins oh. of DS games, and I was just floored by some of these. I was just like, oh my God, I haven't... I didn't realize that some of these games have gotten so out of control on DS. It's mm. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. But then again, I'm not, not surprised so. because I always knew DS is one of those consoles that had a huge install base. And when the nostalgia bug hits all those people, man, yeah. it's not, you think it's crazy now. Like it's what in, in the next few years, like a lot of folks are going to be trying to like reacquire all their stuff and it's going to be crazy. Yeah, I'm looking online. Well, yeah, and... I was looking at the price of Magic Knight Rare. Apparently, it went down in price. Really? Amazing. 600 to 700 now. That can happen. And I mean, it probably, inevitably, it will happen to the everything. Bubbles bursting, but... baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's Time hope. to buy I mean, back in. RIP me, though. But, you know. So, I got my most of my Saturn games when they cost almost nothing. And mm. I will still have them when they go back down to costing almost nothing. And I, <laughs> and I, and it, but I told myself I would just never sell them. Like, it's just, I will find other ways to get money if I need it, but I won't sell them. So I never really looked at it as an investment, even though I know that the reseller market is crazy and you can flip a bunch of those for like crazy money. I just don't even want to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So should we uh, get to the news for uh, this week? <laughs> yeah, let's get to the news. David Zaney okay. says, I, ha- I have some serious is he's talking about my voice? Is seriously yeah, bassy? Yeah, your voice is bassy ooh, in his ooh. car. Okay, well you know, oh, two more dollars. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can turn down. Went down in price. Thanks, Captain so Hodden, for the two dollars. Like, I'm looking at. Uh, eight, I'm looking at. Uh, I'm looking at like the eight hundred to a thousand dollar range, baby. Yep. So okay, uh, tell me if that helps go. at all. Tell me if that helps. Like if I the might ba- be able to swing it. If my voice I'm is not peaking right there. Um, all right, yeah, let's talk about the news. We can talk about the news. I just, you know, I figured we could, we didn't have a bunch of updates. We could BS with uh, topics and stuff like that. Um, anyway, so bringing up the browser here. Yeah, but no, I'm excited. I, th- I think I might be able to swing Snatcher if it looks like it went under a thousand. So I think I might be able to get it. Peekaboo, so. Dan. Nice. You've got, uh, you got TJ. Hope I can. <laughs> okay. All right. Where, where do we start? With the news. We did the roundup last time, I remember, with the Knights, uh, Lego, and then the Saru uh, cart, right? Yeah, so I think the uh, the individual upload for the Eerie Majiri interview is the first thing on the docket. Okay. Sounds like a Tekken character. Eerie Majiri. Right. Okay, so this was what I said I was going to do, uh, which was basically do like a part two of the interview series uh, and get the... Irima Jiri interview down on audiovisual format, and uh, it worked. I did it, did and it? I I got the feedback from some folks that were like, "Yeah, this was the only way that I was going to consume that." <laughs> no, <laughs> they were basically like, "Yeah, there was no chance of me reading that thing." So thank you for doing this, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, good." Then then it served its purpose. You know, I wish everybody would just go read the MD Shock uh, article like we did um, when it came out, but. Not everybody wants to do that. So now there's sometimes a... you have to meet people where they are. You know, right? With the if you content. don't, if oh. you don't want to read the book, you can watch the movie now. And uh, yeah, and here it is. It's like what? Uh, shout out to Captain Hodden. He just gave two dollars. Now it's he said nine ninety six to go. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely, so, yep. definitely recommend folks consume this one way Thank or another you, so that, uh, oh yeah, thanks, Captain. Appreciate it. Uh, now, Pat, <laughs> are, are you seriously going to, now, I, I don't know. I'm you got, you guys can sure. get, I'm, you can do yeah. it like a special <laughs> Pat fund. You can do a spe special <laughs> GoFund I'll, Pat I'll snatcher. I'll just $4 from the account so far and put it in my bank account. I'm Setting just kidding, up a coffee. Or Kofi. Kofi. Right. Buy, buy me Snatcher. Cow. I want Snatcher. Yeah. Make it happen. No. I can't Pat's do that. happiness, Kofi. So yeah, there's a there's a podcast version and a video version. The video version has more uh stuff. It has like uh, you know, images and reference materials and stuff like that. But uh I thought, you know, either way, if you read the article, check out what Rimajiri had to say about his time working at both uh Sega of America and Oh well, Sega Enterprises, and then Sega of America. When Tom stepped down, you know he had to come step in and take over. So he has mm. that unique perspective of having worked on both sides. Um, right. It's funny to hear people. It, it is really funny to hear people who like want so badly to cling to the old narrative say, oh, well, they're old and they have no idea what they're talking about. They don't remember, <laughs> you know? And they've said that about Hideki Sato and they've said that about Irima Jiri. They're like, oh, yeah, these guys, even though even though their stories completely mesh and, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, line up with the dudes from Hitachi and everything, they're like, oh, they don't, they're just old and senile and they don't remember what they're talking about. But Tom Kalinske totally remembers everything like it was right. yesterday. Well, you know. You know no chance even, of him forgetting anything. And I mean, you know, the point here is not to go hard on Tom or to right. uh, place blame. I think that's what everybody thinks the point is, that we're trying to, like, place blame. But that's not. I mean, seriously, there's enough blame to go around, you know? Um, yeah. Sega of, Amer uh, Sega of Japan made tons of terrible decisions. I mean, one of them was uh, the choice to go with the Power VR chip in the Dreamcast. Like, they had... A con they had a deal with uh what is it 3D Labs or was mm -hmm. it um they they had a really good deal and they went with Power VR because the you know they went with the NEC chip because Hideki uh, Sato felt that it was too big of a chip a too big of a wafer you know and that there would be a high failure rate in the yeah. uh in the Voodoo uh stuff um they were like oh it's, so we're gonna go with the power vr and then what happened with the power vr it was a high failure rate and it didn't ship uh it didn't ship enough to units be, to be fair though voodoo probably didn't do much better anyways they went out of business right before the turn of the century sure sure but right my point it. is they made a bunch of they made sega of japan sega of japan made their own fair share of bad decisions so it's not like anybody any one side of the company is responsible or irresponsible i mean they they weren't looking at the numbers either their own chief financial officer was caught off guard by how they were doing their how they were counting money basically right that method of counting money was very <laughs> unorthodox yeah let's say. Exactly. I, I mean, it was it wasn't a good way to do it no. and i think he sort of admitted as much that, exactly you know, he's like we yeah. shouldn't have been doing it this way so yeah. yeah no when i when i pointed out when i brought up tom i'm i'm not slamming tom i'm I'm pointing oh, at I know the hypocrisy of people. Right. Yeah, I'm pointing at the hypocrisy of people who say, "Well, you know, these uh, Yuri Majiri and Sato, they they must be uh, misremembering things." 
And those same people are probably like, oh, but Tom Kalinske mm. has been telling the same story right. in English for 20 years. So he definitely, you know, remembers everything clear as day. I'm just saying that isn't people who make those kind of arguments. They're not exactly right. You know, uh, <laughs> you kind of have to take everybody's word at face value a little bit and um, and and just kind of compare all the sides of a story. You right. Know? Yeah. There's a little bit of truth to truth to what everyone is saying. What the what so. this Arima Jerry uh, interview re- does reveal, though, that nobody really knew was that Tom was asked to leave. You know, like we we all heard that, that he just kind new... of stepped down. Yeah, he, or it, it was like, well, they you know, what, what, like I, he just what I what I had all, for a different job. Yeah, what I had always heard was, uh, you know, from him was I did everything I wanted to do with the Genesis. And they yeah. weren't letting me execute on my plan with the Saturn, so there was really no point for me to stay around. Um, right. We didn't realize that he was given an ult, like a one-year ultimatum to restructure the company for profitability, and just it didn't happen. And yeah, uh, mm-hmm. there definitely you know, we, was no profitability. On yeah, that. like we didn't know that. <laughs> no. And I mean, so you know, t- that's the thing is Tom had he had a he had an ace up his sleeve or a toolkit or whatever. Like when, when Nakayama having no, uh, so Nakayama had no experience in the console industry. He was an arcade veteran. Arcade was his deal. Right. So he came to Tom and he's like, you're good at selling stuff. I'm going to give you a blank check to do whatever you want. Right. Just bring up, you know, bring us that market share. Right. And you can do it however you want. Right. And of course, Tom went into his bag of tricks. And one of the things that he said was, okay, you want us to be able to sell uh, and gain parity with Nintendo, but Nintendo has all of these real um, established retail relationships. Well, I have retail relationships with you know the mattel stuff that i've done so i can leverage those relationships and kind of sell our soul if you will by making these promises that we're going to buy back all of the re all of the stock you know because that's Mm -hmm. the only way that the big retailers would let them do it they were like okay we're we're taking on risk basically uh you say that you think you can you say you think you can sell one-to-one with nintendo or go toe-to-toe with nintendo no one else has been able to do it so I don't, we don't know how you're going to do it, but if you make us this promise that you'll, that you'll buy back, you'll stock double of, of everything in the warehouses and that you'll buy everything back. And of course, Tom was super confident and made that promise. That's not a promise yeah, that the, flopped on him. yeah, that's not a promise that the Japanese would ever have made. It's incredibly, uh, careless. It's kind of the antithesis of the whole Japanese production thing, the just in time production. Right. A lot of that stuff. I mean that stuff is something you don't want. I mean that's and that's yeah. been a core thing from now. Like that's why a lot of stuff, like especially towards code, was hard to get because mm-hmm. the Japanese and most of the manufacturing went to the just-in-time production. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard mm-hmm. to get stuff like that out because it just wasn't in stock because everything was shut down behind schedule. Yeah, but doing things that way, you're never overbuying. You're never like overstocking. You're not. And again, holding stuff in a warehouse that costs money too to right. to keep the yeah. lights on, guard it, uh, take inventory, all that stuff. You know, so it's like hold it. yeah, to paying, hold it, just paying for the space. Exactly. If you don't own the warehouse, yeah. So there's and yeah. that's the thing too. Sega was uh, one of those companies where they didn't really they were using a lot of outside resources. They didn't, they weren't set up like Sony where their cost structure was completely different because they basically did everything in house, you know, they were, yeah. So that's, that's just the thing, you know, 
um, when when the when the Japanese execs finally found out that that's kind of like how he did it, and of course Nakayama gave him permission. You know, Nakayama said, "You can do it however you want," you know, and he did it, mm-hmm. and it worked to a degree uh, with the Genesis. They got the they got the market share, but it's like it's like they say in the in the it's like Arima Jiri says in the interview, all of that stuff came back. It like had a unwinding effect, and it came back to bite them in the ass, and and it really mm-hmm. hurt. And so, yeah. Anyway, great, uh, great interview. Whether you like it or not, it's not. These are not the opinions of Shiro. I would, I try to say that in both the interviews. They say some pretty, pretty self damning stuff. Some stuff that really mm-hmm. reflects poorly on Sega as a company. And of course, we're not trying to put this out there and say that these are the views reflect of Shiro. I definitely think that both of these gentlemen, uh, because of the Japanese uh, culture, they're falling on their swords to a degree. They are taking ownership of the mistakes, you know, and doing it in a really, uh, just a really going hard on themselves kind of way, you know. I mean, it might, um, it might be the opinion of the, uh, of that voice, AI voice. Maybe he thinks that. I don't know. Mm. We should really ask the AI what he thinks about the situation. Well, technically, it wasn't an AI. It's I, so, so it's a thing called Narakeet. And it's a a voice actor that was paid to do those. So if you use Siri or you use Alexa or anything like that, then it's the same thing. Those those voice actors got paid to create a, a voice library, uh, which is the service that I used. So it wasn't technically I didn't like plug anybody's voice into an AI and spit out a and spit out a voice. I guess I I, I said that it was AI and somebody misunderstood me. It was basically a voice library. Yeah, honestly, I kind of want to give myself a make myself a voice AI and like just have that automate. That'd be kind of cool. Do it. I will use it. I'll, like, we'll pretend like you're here at Shiro Show when you're not. Like, I'll just yeah, put a little like, cardboard. Said, it'd be cool. Like, <laughs> but I give my. It'd be only for me though. Like, it's like be kind of cool to have like a self voice thing, especially if God forbid something happens to my voice where it's like I can't talk anymore. It's like, oh yeah, okay. I mean, it sucks, but at least I have this AI voice. I mean, it's yeah, not but then me, I can, but, but then me. I can call your bank and I can pretend to be. <laughs> No, no. Like, like yes, buy. please transfer all of the funds into all uh, the Patrick funds directly into my bank account, <laughs> into my all Swiss account, accounts, savings, all of it to me. But yeah, uh, I want to say somebody point asked about the a, a undub of Magic Knight Rare. That is a thing. Oh, okay. uh, it's kind of janky. It's kind of a janky project right now. It's like, and it's like, it's like there's a lot of issues that it has with it, but it works. Like it does what you want it to do, but it's not synced up there's not a lot of good syncing with it so yeah because they didn't just replace the audio with that working designs english version of magic knight rayer they like adjusted the animation to match their script and sometimes they had to subtract some of the animation or add more mm-hmm. seconds to the animation to make it match up uh, you know they took a lot of creative liberties with all their releases and magic knight ray earth was no different so it's mm-hmm. it's a much more complicated process than you might think to undub that game mm-hmm. if you really want a real undub we i'd have to talk with the uh, trekkies and see if we can just in- replace the japanese cutscenes with the English ones, or the English ones with the Japanese ones, mm-hmm. and just have subtitles on it. But it, oh, that also that's another thing. There's no subtitles in the the cutscenes as well, so you're gonna have a hard time. So maybe it's something I could talk to Trekkies about. Maybe we can see how viable that would be because it'd be kind of a cool project. Speaking like a true undub. Just real quick to speak to the comments. I don't know. Scotty Mo said, uh, or was it? So Scotty Mo said, "Have you read the Console Wars book?" 
uh, as opposed to like watching the film um, or the documentary. Yes, I well, I've listened to it on on uh, audio book, and um, it's well, it's a well worth it's well worth it to listen. Um, although I do kind of worry that you know, like there's several bits of inaccuracy there. Obviously, right. now like and and the same goes for uh, the rise and fall of Sega service games, the rise and fall of Sega, uh, where they've taken a lot of what was it. Uh, Sam Pettis, Sam Pettis, the the scribe from Islandons Inn, and um, they've basically <clears throat> used a lot of that stuff. Which there there's a ton of inaccuracy in there now, you know, including stuff about mm-hmm. them adding the VDP based on information he had from Next Generation, uh, information on um, you know st- silly stuff like uh, deep deep water being a uh, Deep Water being like a publisher or or developer, when really Deep Water was just a label that they put on Eternal Champions to signify that it was no. going to be a it was going to be an, a mature game. Deep Water was yeah. like one of those like self policing uh, labels, uh, kind of like an yeah. ESRB label. Yeah, they they tried it for a couple games and then they just gave up on it. Um, but they, so there's a bunch of little inaccuracies there. So the thing is, if you don't know really, really well, any sentence could be completely inaccurate or accurate. And and you're listening to those things. And if you're taking if you're taking it all as fact, you know, uh, you could definitely be misled by that stuff. So just take it with a grain of salt. Um. Yeah, and I agree with Neil. An updated version with uh, updated information would be great, but. Yeah, no, that'd be really cool. And somebody re- re- said, uh, doing a console, reading console wars live between us. I think that'd be like a twelve-hour stream. Not to mention, uh, we'd have to we'd have to consider the legalities of reading an entire audiobook. Yeah, that live. that would not be legal. <laughs> You're just retransmitting copyrighted information, essentially. You know, copyrighted yeah. work. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have uh, to read in... some oh, some Sherlock Holmes, like yeah. I read a study in study in, a study in Scarlet. Live, that. I mean, I literally took me two times to say that name. So, I mean, imagine me trying to read a book doing that. <laughs> so, oh, rewinding just a second, I wanted to mention this article that um, Pat posted up about the Silhouette Mirage beta English patch. Mm-hmm. Folks were really uh-huh. excited about that, like on, on Twitter yeah. and stuff like that. That did numbers. And I looked up. at I looked at the website. I looked at our actual website analytics, mm-hmm. and that got a lot of traffic, um, that article, because folks were like nice. clicking clicking through and stuff like that. I don't usually look job, at the... Pat. Yeah, I don't usually look <laughs> at the you. analytics of our website itself, but I'm starting to now that more traffic is dri- driving to the website, you know? Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy to see. Are like, we getting more traffic on the website? We definitely are. Like people are using, oh, okay. people are actually using the website now. It's not just, good. it's not just a talking point for us, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, or like fodder for later magazine articles or whatever. It's like, people are actually using the website. So that's great. I'm, I mean, that's, that's what I always hoped they would do, you know, that it would be useful to folks. So yeah, they're well, getting, I mean, as I've kind of gotten more involved with the website and Shiro in general. Like mm-hmm. I, it's been one of my um, kind of objectives, I guess, or hopes you could mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. to like try to have at least one post right uh, every weekday at yeah. least on the site, even if it's just like, you know, well, here's uh last week's Shiro show in podcast form, you know, uh, mm-hmm. or something like that. Like at least there's some kind of update that people can look forward to. They can like check in with our website 
uh, every day mm-hmm. and hopefully see something new. Um, you know, or in the very least, they can come back once a week and there's uh, several, there's five articles that they can look over, you know, so they can see there's activity, there's Absolutely. stuff to check yeah. out. So that's, people you know, talking. that's good. I'm glad that people are, uh, yeah. are checking out the website and getting something out of it. Yeah, I agree. Um, we appreciate that and hopefully you guys enjoy the content I certainly do yeah I hope they do too and it, it actually the, the website now I think functions very much as like a hub for all of our content because you can see over here on the side you have quick uh, like you know one touch play access to all of our recent podcast episodes you've got yes, every single handy. one every every single one of our playlists here on youtube like different uh, you, know, you got the shiro show the mainline podcast the editor's corner the interviews uh some game streams some you know commercials and stuff like that it's like Dave, if you put put make make a dan a cone head wait how do i do that oh no Just... it's not lined up there <laughs> No, I'm not okay. Dan, move over like a couple inches. No, no Lisa, I, I said I, I actually promised that I wouldn't do that to him again. So in this case, Thank I'm just going to go, okay. he, 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 he's just like hiding me. Being a floating head and long neck is enough I told, for today. I told Dan that we love him and we're only razzing him because of that. You know, that's, uh, you know, yeah, it's, know. it's a term of endearment. again. <laughs> That's what that's Pat's go-to move is just make everybody disappear. Yeah, it makes me feel better in some weird way. It's like that. uh, You have the power. Exactly. I lost that though. Dave is the power now. He can make me. Well, get better internet. Get better internet, and I will give the show back to you. You can run the show again. I don't care. I I don't need the stress. So then, then I will. I'll be the one who with a blue screen five minutes before the show goes live. (laughs) Although you were saying in the podcast episode that you posted this week, see that transition there. Yes, that that you have not very good internet. So, That's right. That I mean, just goes to show you how old these episodes are. Okay, like yeah, I told, it was a couple months ago. Oh, it's it was a it was a long time ago. Like when oh, did I get new it? internet? It was, like, it was in like in April. Yeah, so we recorded okay. this podcast in <laughs> April. For those who didn't know, and and that's kind of what. So like the mainline cast kind of got unmanageable you know like it's a long cast there's a lot of editing involved peter took it on but we decided that with the mainline cast we're just going to kind of keep it at a very steady notch where we record and then so we've already recorded a couple of mainline casts that are in the pipe right and they're just Mm going to be going out to patrons um we got one hitting patrons in like a month and then it'll hit the public in two months you know and that's just with the mainline cast it's like these big topics where we're deep diving everything. We're just going to keep it more like steady, but like kind of scheduled out. Whereas everything else that we do, the news site, um, all the articles you're writing, the editor's corner stuff will just kind of be more consistent. Um, but there's less production. There's less, uh, the stakes are a little lower, I guess you could say like, cause there's just less, it's, it's more manageable. I hope folks are exactly understand that less of a, it's easy to do live content and put that up and edit yeah. real quick than to do a full podcast because there's a lot of and like edits. you know like my hats to off to the Sega guys who are like pumping out content like crazy and I mean honestly I mean, and they've got kids they too yeah. so they don't have it's not like I have any excuse or anything like they they they're pumping it out like crazy burning the candles at both ends and uh, being dads and everything like that and my hats are off is off to them but I just hope they can keep up that you know, momentum because it is mm-hmm. grueling to do, you know, I, I, I've done it. Like I've, I've hit 
burnout before you know where i just was going sure. going going and i think we've all just, done that once in yeah. a while like, i think each and every one of us in Chira has mm-hmm. yep luckily I mean, that's part of the content production you get burnt out yeah. and it's like oh god it's good that we have a team though it's good that we all can kind of lean on each other and uh mm-hmm. it's like when one of us are having a bad week the others are able to kind of pick up the slack and I think that it's it's great, you know. Well, like this week, I you know had my little vacation. I only wrote today's news roundup. I didn't, you know. Uh, I wasn't Lucky for you, there wasn't that much week, news, but, right? Uh, there were there were there were a few little things. Yeah, there yeah. wasn't a lot of big breaking news or anything like that, too. Yeah. But I mean, you guys kept posting podcasts and stuff, and of course, Peter has his weekly best of Saturn. Uh, so I mean, I you know we still had stuff to for people to check out on the website. So it was good. Yeah. So about this podcast. About uh, this podcast. Listening, it's uh, it's, it was about fighting games. It's a fun one. Uh, late late it, yeah, stage fighting the games. The late, yeah, the latter fighting games, and of course we didn't, yeah. we didn't, we did not touch on. Uh, somebody made a point to to point this out that we didn't touch on Dead or Alive, and Dead or Alive was a great uh, case uh, in point. I'm like that wasn't that wasn't a, that wasn't an obscure game of the cast. It's possible that Peter, that? yeah, we did not do that. And I think it's just because it wasn't released in the West. Like I think Peter chose specifically three games that were released in both Japan and the West that we were able to talk about those differences, you know, and how they did. Uh, and then, and then of course our obscure game for the cast was the anarchy in the Nippon, which had a very sa- a similar flavor to oh, last bronx was. but it was the virtual fighter 2 guys so it was those ex employees from the virtual fighter 2 yeah that kind of did it on their own and then they like inserted themselves into the game as unlockable characters and stuff mm-hmm. but yeah no dead or alive is a great latter day 3d fighter for the saturn that everybody hands down should play like play it on playstation or on saturn great game and dead or alive 2 is is also a great game we just didn't touch on it because we because I think because it wasn't released in the West and we wanted to talk about that specifically. Uh, we talked about uh, Moose Track. Moose Track said that Dead or he didn't know that uh, Dead or Alive was on the Saturn. It was on the Saturn for any other console. That it is was a Saturn exclusive it, there in Japan for, for about a short six months. time. Yeah, for about six months, yeah. uh, it was a it was a Saturn exclusive and. It makes great use of VDP two. It it does mm-hmm. it does very it's, it's very good. It, it and and actually I think we were talking with John right Pat. We were talking about Dead or Alive with John. It's just saying like they're both good good versions, right? Like the it's not necessarily exactly. bad on the Saturn or better on the Saturn. It's just like play it on on PlayStation or on Saturn. It's a little different. Kind of like I mean, how there re- are like elements that are better or worse. Right. I mean, like for example, the Saturns. Like you said, the VDP two, uh, they they use that to make nice looking floors. While the floors, and this may sound like an odd detail to bring up, but I mean the floors are just so much more boring on the PlayStation on the version. PlayStation version. Yeah, I don't know if the boobies are better on the PlayStation. <laughs> Sorry, they're probably about <laughs> as good. <laughs> it's there. Yeah, I mean, you know the, the the boob physics didn't get as good until the until DOA two. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like that's when, when it really was like. That's what I'm I can't tell you guys games. what a crazy thing that actually was in the West. Like where, like I'm sure in Japan it wasn't like a big deal, but when, when those boob physics came out in DOA and it was released in the West, you know these for these these or for the PS1. No, even in the in the home, yeah, for the PS1, these yeah, pure yeah. Puritan American 
<laughs> we're like, oh my a goodness. Lot of people playing one hand and just watching the <laughs> yeah. demo mode is all we're going to be saying. Let's just say like that demo got a lot of play. And uh, and I think it was and, it was and, kind and of interesting that you could adjust during alongside that, but we can't say it on the air because of I mean, well, the f- reasons. Okay, so what what was what was so crazy about it was that they let you control <clears throat> it in the options. You know, it wasn't just like, okay, this is how we made the game. It was literally like you could dial it up or dial it down in the options. So that was kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's it's it, you know what's kind of funny. It reminds me of when I when I actually got I got the Dreamcast magazine. I remember seeing like the DOA stuff. They had a lot of titillating imagery on there, and I actually was a bit uncomfortable back then to look at it yeah. because I thought it was like a. I guess I, I, I well the be I was to be fair I was pretty my friend was pretty religious back then yeah uh-huh. so I kind of felt like you know kind of wrong you know looking at that sure stuff, but. Let's now, be- now I wish I didn't give it away. I wish You're I like, had it. Darn still. it! I didn't look at it enough. No, but they they really like, especially in the UK mags, sex sells, and they they uh-huh. sexed the hell out of like uh, what uh, Dan's favorite game for for that matter, the uh, Fighting Vipers, Honey. You know, <laughs> they, they they put Honey on the cover. They put they what did, yeah. Morrigan on one of the covers. You know, very scantily uh-huh. clad Morrigan, and then of course, uh, Dead or Alive. You know, they and they. Definitely, I'm sure they sold a ton of magazines that way, and I'm sure the games. I mean, you, got, you, you, know? I mean, you page three for God's sakes that were still going to, until, like, what was it, the mid of mid twenty twenty tens, for uh, Daily Mail. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. Now you can't really say that of any of these games, like Virtua Fighter Kids, Fighters Mega Mix, Last Bronx. These I mean, are how all Fighters Mega Mix, though. Uh, it's, that's true. And she does have that. What do they, they, they toned down the name though, right? Of her move. It was like butt bounce or something like that. Or butt. What was it? Uh, what mean, was it? Sure, booty sure booty bump. Get, took, took off. So oh, it was like, it, they, the sun. Sorry about that. they changed it from slice of heaven to booty bump. Something like that. Hmm. Because, uh, we, <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. Um, I think you commented on that. Pat, right? That the Japanese name for her move was a little bit like risque, and they had to like tone it bit. down, tone it down. Risque, well, and they but... took some of the uh, the unlockable, um, I guess not unlockable, but some of the uh, pictures that you see during the credits when you beat uh, Fighters Mega Mix with certain characters. Um, some of them were too risque in the mm-hmm. Japanese version, mm-hmm. um, just like with um, Fighting Vipers, and so they kind of swapped them with more tame ones mm-hmm. in america mm-hmm. so or and in uh europe too i think yeah the thing yeah, that i, I really some in regards to doa and oh. regards to us not covering it mm-hmm. yeah we could have covered doa but i mean i think honestly if i were somebody to listen to the podcast i'd rather hear i don't want to hear about these games that i don't think i'd ever really play or yeah. got much fanfare afterwards because like everyone knows doa and you know mm-hmm. everyone has a thousand opinions but like how many people talk about you know virtual fighter kids or fighters of mega mix or last bronx or i mean hell even anarchy and the nippon I mean, exactly probably Ex- nobody so it's like and i mean i i just listened to the podcast again not for vanity but just because i actually enjoy it and i like listening to your guys's takes and one thing that i that i the two take big takeaways were that like Japan, because the Saturn was so successful, they could get away with like putting out a game just as like a, a means of promoting something like Java Tea or Energen drinks. And you had mm-hmm. Virtual right. Fighter Kids, which was kind of like a reskin. What it, is it a reskin? Is it just like a promotional item? It was like they could spit that out and be like, oh, this is cute, a cute way to sell this game to younger kids. To I'm really sorry to say, like 
girls <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to sound sexist but you know that they tried to do I'm that you know it's it like, was the 90s it was the I 90s mean, yeah. right yeah so they so you know not trying to sound sexist but i do feel like they tried they thought oh we can market this because it's cutesy we can market it to girls if, if they're mean, not I really it's not really it's sexist i mean it's just okay the thing all right that they literally did i'm just mean, trying to be they, careful they the last how consoles I, that they did that too that are like specifically right. woman centered consoles but then in the west we're desperate for software saturn is flailing and drowning and they're like we need titles and pat made a great uh made a great observation yeah they're like um okay rpg rpg no no none of that good okay oh virtual fighter kids definitely let's bring that over and it's like what's there there's not there's not a whole lot there when you strip away all of the advertisement and stuff like that and all the mm-hmm. promotional like what you're left with is kind of like a a pretty slim down game if you're asking 60 bucks for it right like uh it should have been a budget 50. title 50 is that what it yeah. was was it 50 it was 50 bucks Either, okay yeah. so still i don't think it's worth that i think it should have been a budget title you know um just yeah, because it's, it's a bit of a shame like i think that a full release was kind of a uh kind yeah. of a ripoff for virtual fighter right. kids i mean i like it it's a fun game but it's like, fun game like they almost play it for five minutes it's like oh this is like a fighter that's it you know you guys touch on this a little bit in the podcast but like it almost feels like they should have re-released Virtua Fighter 2 and called it like special edition or something and included kids as a, a mode within it. Totally so you can say, agree. oh well here's Virtua Fighter, here's our here's what we're gonna be selling Virtua Fighter 2 as. We're not we're gonna discontinue the old version of yep. it. Here's the new version of it. Yep. And now as a special bonus, it comes with this, you know, kids mode um with different backgrounds and all the kids, all, all the characters look like they have big heads and I expressive agree. faces and all that. It would that. have gotten more you know, people playing the original or the VF2, yeah. you know, and what you get for your money. So it would have roped a lot and of it feels new... like value is being added, yeah. you know. Whereas like with Mega Mix, there's a ton of value there, right? Like bang for sure. your buck, like Mega Mix is a huge game. It's got a ton of c- cool stuff. We all great agree. Great I think we all agreed that it was that is a, it's a absolute blast to play at an at mm-hmm. a convention, you know, people hopped on that uh Virtua Stick Pro and they really enjoyed it in the Sega Lounge so, or in the Saturn Lounge. So that's a, oh, and Pat was not a big fan of Last Bronx. Um and I so I love Last Bronx, right? And Pat, like, used to not be a huge fan of it, but you kind of came around to it a, a bit, Pat, right? But yeah, it was, I got it. It, it took yeah. a little bit. Like, it's... But still, it, it's like, not your cup yeah. of tea. And that that was interesting, too, because it was like not we all entirely. had kind of different perspectives on on these games and, and kind of listed them or ranked them a little bit differently. But we all agreed Mega Mix was solid. Um, it was just... Yeah, we Mega Mix, little... I think, was the cream of the crop for those three games. I did really, really enjoy uh, Anarchy and the Nippon, but it wasn't... Uh, Tately, it, it wasn't really... I couldn't really rate it. And the production three, value so. is a little low. That's what I felt like was the product. Mm-hmm. The overall production value, it seems kind of like an indie game, which it kind of was, right? Because it was those yeah. guys kind of going off on their own. And, mm-hmm. and then what they, they managed to get lucky and get published, right? By K, uh, what was it? KSS or, or uh, I don't remember the, the company that actually came along and published them, but I know you, uh, you guys said that Sega wouldn't do it, right? They, they were like, yeah, we're not going to green light that. Yeah, there was some other company, but yeah, like, like I said, I I'm a big fan of gimmick fighters and fun comedy fighters. Like that's the reason mm-hmm. I love uh, I love like you know uh, uh, rival schools, the series of that, you right? Know, Project Justice, right? Just because I love silly fighters like that, it's just fun. I do too. 
Rival Schools is an excellent series. Uh, did that? I love it. So remind me, Pat. Rival Schools Two was on the Dreamcast, right? Yeah, is it, was, it was so, Project Justice? Project Justice. Rival Schools, like the original one, was that was that Saturn that was or PS One? That was PS One. Okay, yeah, it was that was PS One. And it it what? It wasn't on Saturn, right? Not even no. in Japan. No, yeah. No. That's I right. Would I guarantee we would have covered it if it I was. I would have known, right? Yeah, like I would know about I feel like I would know about it, it would if be it on was. That list. But it was on PS1 is what it was. Yeah. That's that's right. Yeah. But the PS1 and arcade, that's forgot which board it was. It's probably the same one that they use for one of the Tekken ones or whatever. But yeah, uh Rival Schools was actually in the arcades as well. A really great game. I like uh I do prefer the Dreamcast one because I think they really made it really beautiful, but the right. Uh, the PS1 one also is really solid. I like it a lot. It's kind of mm-hmm. like what happened with Soul Edge, where that was PS1 and the Soul Calibur and Dreamcast. Right. And it was the objectively the better game. But I liked Rival Schools a yep. lot. And I, I actually wouldn't say I was a big fan of Soul Edge, to be honest, though. Well, but... like, the the first Marvel vs. Capcom is actually a pretty good game. But Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is, like, timeless. Like, that's the one that everybody really it's, loves. It's perfect. It hit its, it's stride. Perfection. It hit its stride with that second game, you know? But I still recommend folks play uh, the first Marvel vs. Capcom. It's just, yeah, on the Dreamcast, Marvel v, Marvel v. Capcom 2 was just awesome. Still is. I still think it's better than MVC 3, too. Oh, well. I agree. Yeah, I absolutely Infinite. agree. Yeah, um, yeah, and I mean, anything's better than Infinite. Like, even, like, the worst 2D fighters better than Infinite. Yeah, so definitely check out this fighting cast. Let us know what you think. Um, Saturn's got tons of great 2D fighters, of course, um, but it's also got a few really good 3D fighters, and these are the latter ones. It's a shame that... Oh, never mind. We got... Uh, Fighting, Vi- Fighting Vipers 2 came to Dreamcast, right? That's right. Fighting yep. Vipers 2. Yeah, that's right. But okay. not in... Uh the united states we got uh the no. fighting vipers 2 came out on the dreamcast in europe in G- europe and, and japan. japan and was it ever Which is very sad was it ever being worked on for the saturn and then just like ended up ma- or was it always going to be a dreamcast not that i've heard not of that, okay uh, you would know because it wasn't that uh, i guess when that um it was originally a model 3 arcade game so mm. a model 3 game would they're not going to try to put that no. on Saturn. That's just way too advanced. So, well, like with Mega Mix, they put some moves. They put some uh, VF3 moves in there, and that was kind of like, uh, Pat. What were you like, Pat? You're like, yeah, but uh, could you give us like the game? <laughs> you know, because there was all that talk of the add-on version of VF3 on the Saturn, and it's like that's what yeah. people people really wanted. This was kind of like a consolation prize. They're like, here, we'll give you we'll give you some moves from VF3 in uh in yeah, mega mix they gave you a little bit of a taste and then they just right. took it away yeah like in all honesty though i don't entirely it wouldn't because the dreamcast is right on the corner anyway so it's exactly like, and how good would it how good would it have been on saturn i don't really I know mean, i guarantee you it would be the same situation house of the dead or the other really bad really yeah. i won't say bad the really not great ports that the, this janky guns i think i yeah. speak for most saturn fans when i say i cert i would have liked to see uh am2 top themselves on on saturn you know i would like to see if they could actually top uh vf2 on the saturn and with something like vf3 even if it used mm-hmm. like an enhancement cart so the, the my morbid curiosity would would have loved to see that but honestly it probably wouldn't have been that good <laughs> you know Absolutely so it's, pro- it's probably better Never know. it ended up going on to the dreamcast we did a show yeah, last week, know. and you can listen to it. This is it. That's yeah, not news. 
it's yep. news about news. We <laughs> this week we'll be Cover discussing. Ooh, I like that. Uh, I like the fact. Who did? Did you do that, Pat? Oh, I started doing that. You can actually hyper. Oh, you can I actually. I learned you can actually put links directly in there. So if you copy the headline, paste it in. That's great. That and it goes to each article. That's great. Keep doing yeah. that. That's great. I, I mean, because because the thing is, the the thumbnail's the same oftentimes every week, and it's like, mm-hmm. how do they know? Like, okay, what do they actually talk about this week that I'm going to be interested in? Because yeah, I, I you, usually yeah. I usually add the articles in there. Each I've been doing that since the beginning of the show. Just so people know what we're talking about. Oh, have you? Cool. Okay, like sorry, sorry that I'm acting surprised about it now. I only just realized. Well, I mean, before it was just the name of the articles, and now right. I actually put the direct link into it. So oh yeah, no, that's rad. Click that's on it goes directly to the article. Cool. It was a good show last week. Uh, we talked about some cool stuff, and Dan wrote up a lot of good stuff. So yeah, definitely check it out. Um, what else? What else? Uh, Nippon soccer. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, this wasn't RPG. You know, I want to <laughs> play. I actually really want to play this. I'm not gonna lie, this looks fun to me. I just couldn't because of the language barrier. But I've played Inazuma Eleven, which is rem- a remarkably fun level five uh, RPG on the DS mm. uh, that folks should definitely check out if you haven't. Like, I know it sounds funny. Maybe it sounds like it couldn't be good, but seriously, if you haven't played Inazuma Eleven check it out um because like i also didn't think that a bunch of high schoolers g- getting sucked into a television and trying to solve a murder uh in dungeons of it would be a good idea but i, I ended mean, up Joe's bizarre adventure turned out pretty good didn't it dave <laughs> i'm just joking okay yeah but no, um, but i never thought i never thought really that good. that uh, i yeah i never thought that like a high schooler dating rpg thing I, I would be something i would like but i ended up it's one of my favorite games and actually I mean, in it, yeah yeah anyway inazuma 11 on the ds is great and it's a soccer rpg and i'm not even a soccer fan i don't even watch so i don't even watch or football if you're football. not i yeah i just i don't i'm like my son my son plays soccer and he's he's super into it he's just starting his season actually just had his first practice this week and he well, played they actually called soccer in like the title yes Hatsu soccer rpg Sahasu soccer RPG, but yeah, so no, yeah, this, uh, I love the little Europeans. I love the little like 3D characters. That's what it looks like to me. Like they're actually they polygonal. Are. Yeah, yeah, they're polygonal characters walking around on these like Resident Evil kind of like pre-rendered isometric backgrounds. <laughs> I, I could see it past you, yeah, and uh, and then you've got of course like the little play field where you, the coach is like setting up the thing, and I I gotta I gotta check it out. Now, it's just, it's something like this. I would love it if somebody translated it, but I just don't think there's enough interest because a lot of folks don't like sports, you know? But uh, that would be amazing. Yes. We need some uh, arcade collectors here. Uh, Scott, yeah, I have have a couple boards and a couple uh, cabinets. Definitely hit me up after the show and talk about that. Peter doesn't even really write that much about it, and probably just because of the strong language barrier. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's really hard I mean he keeps it short. Someone. He keeps it short with all of his best of Saturn. Sure. Posts, so. Well, sometimes if he knows a lot about the game, he usually writes a little bit more. But uh, if games like Golf Story, World Court Tennis, and Koei sim, and a Koei Sim had a baby, it would be this soccer <laughs> RPG. Quite charming. Uh, anyway, there you go. I did not know about this game. It's another Saturn yeah, game that I didn't know about, and now I really want to play. <laughs> It's among the Saturn's best. I'll play it. 
As declared by Peter. As declared by Peter. Because, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so Shame I mean uh, maybe maybe Greg you you know some Japanese, right, Dan? Uh yeah, I mean I I wouldn't Not even be a able lot to of kanji, pass, like right? the initial uh yeah, like I've been like slowly learning over the years a little bit of Japanese. So but a like, lot of I this can... is katakana. Like I see there's right. like a few kanji to... here. Yeah, I would be able to read um katakana and hiragana i mean in the very least if i don't know the vocabulary of something spelled in hiragana i would be able to type it into uh, my phone you know mm -hmm. into a translator app and try to at least get the gist of what's happening mm -hmm. um i mean kanji wise yeah i i know a few dozen kanji right they're it's just so hard to memorize those things and i haven't made a concerted effort and i really mm -hmm. should because i think it would make um Make things a lot easier. I mean, I do consume a lot of Japanese media between media. playing games and uh, reading tweets and you know playing uh, and watching um, anime where maybe the Japanese is on screen and um, right. you know, a lot of times with uh, dubbed uh, anime, anime has been dubbed into English. They don't translate the on-screen Japanese. Um, which is just infuriating to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like I clearly don't know Japanese. That's why I'm watching an English dub. Why are you leaving this Japanese text untranslated? Untranslated. Um, exactly. I won't go on subtitles that add these add the things underneath there. Mm. No, they don't. They do not. Now, mm. if you watch the English subbed version, then there is a greater chance that they will translate the on-screen Japanese text. It right. makes no sense. It's like they're like, okay, so we're not subtitling this, so we just won't do subtitles. Oh my god! Um, yeah. For the on-screen stuff, yeah, it's um, it's ridiculous, and so, especially when it's like a scene where the character is focusing on something written in mm. Japanese, and it's clearly they don't say anything about it, but it's affecting the character, and you're just left to guess. Or pause it and hold your phone up and use mm -hmm. the Google Translate, you know, app to yeah. uh, try to figure it out, which may or may not even work very well. Yeah. So, yeah, um, learning a little kanji can be uh, really helpful for situations like that. Yeah, I've been watching um, this one so, anime called Boki the Rock, and they actually have the... It's, it's Bochi. Bochi the Rock, which is oh, an excellent Bochi the show. Rock, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been watching that one, they actually have the English on there, like the... The yeah, text message the, and stuff. So the, the oh, really? Yeah the 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 company that did the translating uh, for that show did a good job. Um, and that's like one of the reasons so why. I, I, oh yeah, it's I, so I good. Wish that the character didn't remind me of one of my friends I have. That's like very introverted. Well, that's that's the thing about Bochi the Rock is, that really affects people and makes people love it is that they see themselves in Bochi so much. Um, I, I she just, just had, that, she goes that, through all these that, internal that, struggles and they're like, oh my god, I feel the same way. But it's like she like. <laughs> the anime will show how she's feeling and it'll just look like she's coming apart at the seams. Right. You know, and that's how a lot of people feel in right. different social situations. So yeah, exactly. good show. I feel that I, I just think that it's really bad to the point where, she, where, where Bochi really needs to go to talk to a therapist about it. It's like, Oh my oh, God. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Please just like, like it's, it's like there's it something helped. deeper in there. It's not like you don't have to overcome. Please go parents well, take her to a therapist. Please get it. No, some sort some sorted. And I mean, they, they take it to kind of an extreme in that show. And sorry, this has nothing to do with the Saturn, but for a, no, a okay. minute here. Um, uh, the the cool thing about Bochi the Rock is that it 
makes a point of not judging Bochi for being introverted. Like mm -hmm. it does uh, exaggerate how she feels and, you know, maybe she does need to work through some things, but she doesn't have to stop being an introvert to be a good person or to feel more fulfilled. Right. Um, which is like a good, important message. A lot of people are introverted Definitely. and there's nothing wrong with them for being introverted. Mm -hmm. um, they might have things that they might want to work on, but like she wants, she thinks that if she becomes more extroverted, she will be happier because then she mm -hmm. can get out into the world and make friends and stuff. And it's like, uh, she makes friends with her bandmates who accept her for who she is. And, you mm -hmm. know, she kind of realizes she doesn't have to change to have friends yeah. and, exactly. and uh, feel I, I fulfilled. Think that's what's, I think that's, what's cool about, cool about that. I, I just yeah. like, it's kind of for me where I used to be playing mm -hmm. true like that, where I didn't have a lot of friends and didn't hang out a lot. And I was kind of miserable. And when I did it, I felt better being more extroverted. Right. So it's just me, but like, I don't know. It's like to the point where it's hindering her life. So it's like, I would like, yeah. like at that point, if it it's is hindering your life, I think that you really need to talk to well, a therapist just, about that. Just keep watching. She'll, weird. she gets better. I think a lot <laughs> of people too, there's probably a lot of people who are introverted and don't even know it. Like they yeah. kind of flip a switch and turn into a different person when they feel like they have to like entertain a crowd or be like somebody, you know, but, but what they really would prefer is smaller, you know, one-on-one -on -one kind of, you know, yeah. interactions, interactions, right? because it's just too, uh, overwhelming when you're like at a party or something, but you know, you know how that is Pat, like where you just kind of like turn on the entertainer kind of thing you know like it's it's a different side like i have a friend uh i have a i have a good friend who's like that you know he kind of changes personality when he gets in front of a big crowd and i know Puts that on the show and i know that Puts he doesn't actually prefer that he doesn't actually like that even like that mm -hmm. yeah it's just uh it's just the only way that he can cope with the situation you know but if it was his no, choice he would just have like one-on-one -on -one interactions or just you know quiet time you know like time to recharge and that happens a lot of people don't realize the the introverted sides of themselves what's with this freddie prince jr chat this is like the third time i don't know freddie not prince about about freddie prince all in chat yeah, we're not like, talking. What is going on with Freddie Prince Jr.? Anyway, like, to seriously? to wrap up the whole soccer thing, I just want to say that uh, um, I, I while I'm not personally, uh, oh, thank you, Pudgy Bunny, for the here's the two dollar uh, the, the dollar ninety nine. It rounds up that? though, right? You know, what is it's just that? like a like a thought like that's that's like one nine one ninety seven something. Yeah, one ninety one ninety six and a penny. Anyway, you got to go. My two cents Already is that close. while I'm not while I'm not a fan of management sim like sports management sims, I definitely those turn me off. The idea of like RPGs with like kids where they're at school and they join a sports team, it's kind of like the shonen, uh, you know, journey kind of thing. Those I'm yeah. into, and I think those are cool. I would love to play like a baseball RPG for that matter because I'm Have into you baseball. Watch Prince of Tennis or Epo. Uh, little bit, little bit, yeah. So I'm familiar with those, and like the slam dunk those games. Really what the slam dunk uh, anime is kind of like that, that kind of thing, uh, yeah. right? But I don't think that the the game opted for more of like a just straightforward basketball, right? There weren't like RPG yeah. elements in that game. Uh, I mean, uh, there is some story going on there. Oh, um, I guess and that's they do true. Have, they do have cutscenes like just taken straight out of the anime, mm -hmm. so they yeah. kind of intermix it i guess yeah i guess i kind of bummed i missed watching that basketball movie the the anime i forgot to go see it when it was in theaters yeah it was only in theaters for a week that's crazy i missed it that's yeah. crazy literally that week it was just so killer for me i was not able to make it 
Um, last, uh, so right here, peeking over Dan's head, or <laughs> oh wait, Dan, move Dan your head right, move Davis. your head right there, and you'll have like long hair. Um, anyway, so yeah, T.J. Davis, she, uh, oh, this is the roundup. Never mind, this is like the entire roundup. So I guess you're gonna, yeah, this is the roundup. Go ahead and you take it away. Take it? Yeah, you go ahead okay. and take it. Take it away. Let's take, take it away. Take it away. So, uh. We've got new stock coming in for these Saturn switchers, which are used for uh, the Fenrir. If you have a Fenrir ODE in your Saturn, you don't have to uh, take out your CD-ROM drive. Um, you can just use a Saturn switcher and kind of reposition the Fenrir to a different spot inside your, uh, your Saturn shell. Um, and so these particular Saturn switchers are for the 21-pin mm. variant of the Saturn. Um, there are 20 pins and 21 pins. Um, these also work for the Fenrir Duo, which can use 20 or 21 pin, um, in case you have one of those. So, uh, the creator of the Saturn switcher, Will, of Will's console modifications, he is going to put a new batch of the 21 pin Saturn switchers up on sale this Monday, um, which will be, what, 26, um, August 28th, I suppose. It's going to be noon Eastern time, which is 5 p.m., uh, in Britain mm -hmm. or uh, 9 a.m. Pacific. And uh, I guess he's going to have 50. He uh, replied to me on X, formerly known as Twitter, right. um, told me that they're going to have 50, which is five more than he had for the 20 pins that he sold uh, last month. Um, and you know what? Those 20 pins, they sold more than half of the stock within, like, uh, was it a couple hours? Uh well, the first hour. The first hour, he sold 27. I have 45. some good feedback. I have you know, some good feedback for you, Dan. Uh, our good friend, our, our good friend Roberto from Portugal, who was on our Portugast, he actually okay. he actually messaged me and he uh, a pick of he had picked up a Saturn switcher and he said thanks mm. to Dan's article. He said I wouldn't mm. have known about okay. it if it wasn't for Shiro. Uh, oh, and, and he's like, and I jumped on it right away. And so I'm so there you go. You you helped folks uh, get one. Or awesome. you, yeah. So there you go. I I hope. Well, hey, hopefully this will. Uh, help everybody get a 21 pin i know uh knight of dragon so he needs a 21 pin so hopefully he'll be able to pick one up this monday uh like i said they're gonna have 50 available they'll be sold through will's store and they're gonna be uh 45 uh pounds mm -hmm. so there you go that sounds pretty heavy um, <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty heavy <laughs> 45 <laughs> british pounds monetary british units british pounds whatever you want to call yeah um although uh, now he uh, one last point to make is yep. that Will said that this might be the last batch of these that he makes. Hmm. Um, but he is considering making his designs open sourced so other people can make their own. Um, so uh, we'll see if anything comes of that. Okay. Might cool. be helpful for people. Uh, so moving on, the, uh, the, the vocalist of Sonic R, beloved racing game on the Saturn, uh, her name is TJ Davis. Uh, announced yesterday that she's going to be a guest at a uh, fan convention called Sonic Fan Fest. Um, that's going yep. to be in Bristol, England, uh, and that's going to be in October. So that's pretty cool. I guess she has not been to a convention, like a fan convention, since 2008. Right. So it's been quite a few years, oh, wow. uh, so people are pretty <laughs> excited. She, of course, is uh, uh, English, so she lives out there, so she, of course, would be going to a uk convention yeah um 
But uh, yeah, I guess uh, tickets are on sale now. You have to buy tickets to go to the convention. It's at um, a hotel, the Future Inn in Bristol. If you're from the area, you may know what I'm talking about with that. It's going to be on October 14th. Yep. Uh, tickets are £16 per adult before yeah, like uh heavy fees. 16 pound tickets i mean damn 16 pounds is way less than 45 pounds to be I mean, fair. honestly i like, wish like... i wish i could go but i i really hope someone films it they they got some yeah, they got cool. some like crappy cell phone video like 2008 cell phone video right of the last mm. one and this one phones are are much better so i'm hoping that yeah. somebody comes up with some better footage of this you know just for posterity and so that yeah, we can watch it yeah, I don't know what she's going to be doing. She said she's going to be a special guest. I don't know if she's going to have a panel or if she's just going to be at I a mean, booth I hope doing she signings. I hope she belts out yeah, some she's notes. She'll probably, sing. Do, she'll probably do a hope panel, she but sing. I don't know. Don't know about singing. Hopefully, she'd be able to do oh, that. Oh gosh, I hope. Like a, she I, probably I don't think would be guests down for do it. that. Like, there's yeah. one out here from JoJo that does one of the parts, part four and five openings. Yeah, that has a concert out that's mm. at Sabaton Con, which is. And less than a week, actually a week actually in that from now. So yeah. if you're in Arizona at Sobson Con, I might be there for the concert. I don't know yet. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah it's, uh, she, um, she seemed pretty cool when she did uh, the Shiro podcast a few years ago, which I, I might add, um, you recently re-uploaded just the interview with TJ Davis portion of that podcast to our website last month. So you can go to our site to check that out. Right. Um, but yeah, she seemed really cool. So I wouldn't be surprised if she sang a little bit if fans wanted her to, and if she's not scheduled to at this uh, convention. She actually hinted at a future project with Richard Jakes, and when folks mm. kind of asked her to kind of confirm, she was like, "Yes, it's true, but it's a future thing." Nice. So it's it's we don't know what it is, and we don't know when it's going to happen. But at least we can, you know, I'm totally into that. Like. Her and Richard Jakes getting back together to make some new tracks would be amazing. Make some magic. Absolutely. Exactly. Like, I mean, and, and, and that's the thing is like, I've been listening to more of Richard Jakes stuff lately, especially like the Sonic 3D Blast soundtrack. That dude is just so freaking talented, like musically. Um, his work on Shinobi X, his work on all the Sonic stuff. Just MSR. It, that guy, that's, it, MSR, just, I don't think he makes bad music. I don't, I just don't think he <laughs> makes a single bad track. Like he's such, so talented. And and then of course, TJ Davis, you know, the two of them are a dynamic duo. So I'm really hoping. <laughs> um, absolutely. And then of course, next up Saturn BT. Yes. Last story of the day is the uh, Saturn BT, which is of course a, um, an adapter that uh, allows you to use Bluetooth modern controllers on your original Sega Saturn hardware. That's right. Um, it's going to finally go on sale tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be on sale at noon at uh, Stone Age Gamer, which is a store here in Ohio, not too far away from me, actually. I've never been there before. I kind of want to check them out. Um, but they, they'll there. be able to... Yeah, I, I guess I get, they actually just put up a video uh, recently on um, Twitter or something showing off their store. So you can kind of check it out if you want. But uh, yeah, so if you live in North America, Stone Age Gamers is where you want to go for one of these Saturn BTs because hmm. um, they ship to North America. Now, yep. Humble Bazooka, who made the Saturn BTs uh, shell and manual and packaging, and he's putting all this out hmm. there. 
He previously said that if you are in Europe, you'll be able to buy the Saturn BT from 8-Bit Mods, who are based in the UK. Um, but I, I, I guess um, they don't have them yet. I'm sure he's working on it. Now, uh, Humble Bazooka was in the Shiro Discord server. Um, early, he still is, yes, he still is. But he said in our server earlier this week that um, he has been working all month to uh, replace by hand a component that he found was like faulty in some of this first batch of Saturn mm. BTs. He didn't really specify what component it was, but he said something about how the factory that um, made these uh, Saturn BTs for him, um, yeah. they sourced a component that was not up to his standards. Um, he, it's like a kind of a, an alternate worse version of this component. So he sourced the legitimate, as he put it, uh, version of this component, and he has been um, swapping them by hand in all of these. Really? So he's gotten through about, yes, so oh, it's wow. crazy, um, very dedicated of him. So he has gotten through about half of this initial batch of them, and he has shipped that half a batch to Stone Age Gamers so that they have something to sell tomorrow. Yeah. Um, it's going to be 40 US dollars. Uh, so I'm guessing, he didn't say this, but I'm guessing that he's probably going to send the other half of the batch once he's finished with them overseas to 8-bit mods. Um, and then they're going to sell it for 80 pounds or 80 euro or 40 euro. I'm sorry, 40 euro or 40 pounds. I was like, oh my God. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of pounds there. No, no. It's Dude, just how are you going to list that up? I don't know. You'd have to get swole. Um, but yeah, it's, it's 40 across the board, whatever your currency is uh, for one of these things. And um, Saturn cool. Dave, of course, has uh, checked this out uh, with a hands-on, and he really I liked it. Well. And, yeah. right, I got one as well. Right now. Well. And my, um, uh, you can check the now. site I really for do. Uh, his impressions. Yeah, I, I, recommend, I wholeheartedly recommend this. Why, Dan? <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> Did you hear that? I got mine as well. My little adapter adapter. Oh, nice. Let, what, nice. So there what you does go. yours look like, Pat? Is it the same? Oh, okay. It, I guess it, I thought thing. I thought Pat Pat's was a little different. Or maybe it's the same. It, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's got the Sagat on. Um, it's like on the PCB, the the entry port. But yeah, no, it's it's great. This thing is great. It's a nice feeling. It, it, wor really it nice. works really great. Did you notice how easy it was to pair and everything? Like you just plug I mean, it yeah, in. The, just... I mean, honestly, I don't want to say anything. Like, I mean, it's the same thing as the it's other the same. one we have. What was it? It's the same device. The Gretsch so Tech it works one. the same way. Yeah. You hit a button, pairs up, and then it plays. Like I said, I like I like it a lot. It's just a smaller form factor. I like it's pocketable. How small it is compared yeah. to the other one. So, but like I like the other one too. It's all cool. It's just you know different implementations. Yeah. So what? But you're talking about what you're talking about is the what was that called? It was a uh, Gretsch Tech, and yeah, it, the, it, the Gretsch Tech uh, uh, that box thing. It's let some, me see. Probably the name of it on there. I'm bringing it up in the. Rosetta. It's the Retro Rosetta. See now, the point of the Retro Rosetta was a little different, though. Um, the so the Retro Rosetta, you can put up to four controllers in uh, all four controller lines into the same radio and yeah. draw the same small amount of power. Versus if you if you used something like this, 
uh, the, these individual dongles and you use those, it would draw double the amount of power, you know, f- from the console. Mm-hmm. That could yeah. be concerning to folks. Also, there could be radio interference. Um, so, I mean, the, the point of one of those octopus deals, you know, <laughs> or, you know, it's basically a single radio with multiple, uh, controller Channels. ports and that's streamlined it, Saturn experience. Yeah. And that's going to be, that's going to be what you want if you're doing multiplayer stuff or if you're, you know, definitely, I think, I think humble bazooka has a multiplayer option though, coming for the dreamcast. That is kind of like a single radio with four ports, and it just plugs onto the front of the Dreamcast. So it's kind of uh, doing something like that as well. But yeah, my, my this thing, is. I wonder if yeah. Go ahead, Pat. I was going to say that my only complaint that I really wish they had is they had the ability to play the USB stick, so I can easily add arcade sticks to it. That's my really only complaint right. with some of these adapters that I would love. Just plug a USB USB controller in, like add a USB port, and which add you can do with the Brook. With the Brook Wingman, you can. that's what that's what that thing has going for it. In a, in addition to a bunch of other stuff, like so. But the, of course, the Brook Wingman is also a little bit more bulky. This this definitely is the most pocketable. Mm-hmm. So if you're like wanting to just like slip it in your pocket with the Satiator, take it to a convention, use almost any controller, Bluetooth controller on the floor will work with it. Um, there are use case scenarios for everything, just like the satiator itself, you know, like a satiator isn't like the end all be all because it's not going to be the perfect thing for everybody. Everybody kind of has like a different use case scenario, but it's definitely worth it. Waiting... If it works with 8-bit Do Day mod, uh, it does work with my M30. Yeah. So I assume it uses the same PCB based design. Yeah. So it should work with the 8-bit Do controllers. Mm-hmm. Should being the keyword. Like, I you know, believe should. I believe it works with the RetroBit Bluetooth controllers as well. Um, not the 2.4 gigahertz, obviously, but the Bluetooth ones. Um, yeah. But then again, those controllers kind of suffer from more latency. So um, the M30 is a great option. Yeah, Night Dragon brings up a good point. If you're at conventions, um, you're going to get a lot of network, network interference. So that is that true. Might actually be kind of tough. But we to did use. it with the Pluto. We did it with the Pluto to um, amazing. Yeah, we didn't want anybody actually plugging in any. We didn't want anybody like yanking. yanking the Pluto off the table, or yeah. you know. So it was like with the Pluto, it was Satiator and Bluetooth controller because it's just. We didn't want anybody touching it. That you had your own little room, you were kind of like secluded in. But there were so many machines in that room, though, and so many people in a in a close environment with phones. We didn't have any tournaments, though, or a lot of Bluetooth interference, though. Right, the Bluetooth interference would have been low. True, true. I mean, uh, on a retro floor like that, most most game consoles are like hardwired. Uh, There wasn't. I wouldn't say there were a lot of Bluetooth stuff. Well, I mean, even even with a. Even when we did the uh, the retro bit booth, uh, that there wasn't any issue as well when we played it with their wireless controllers. Okay. Sorry, I'm yeah. just saying because the interference. So. Right. Oh uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, comments. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm just looking at the comments tomorrow. to make sure we didn't leave anybody out. But anyway, yeah. So uh, look forward to that tomorrow. The and uh, I guess yeah refresh the link <laughs> just refresh refresh if you're looking to get mm-hmm. those refresh should be noon eastern they go up on sale okay so be there or be square i swear you need to get if you want to get one you need to be quick about it because i mean 
Yeah, he only sent that one box, it looks like, to Stone Age Gamer. So I, I'm sure he'll probably make more eventually, um, but it, it will probably be some time before they're available. So if you don't want to wait, mm-hmm. <laughs> be there Be there tomorrow. Be Ready there to go. miss out and cry. Yeah, or like a, or like a, one of my favorite record guys say, uh, uh, a buy now or cry later. <laughs> That's kind of more nefarious sounding, but the principle still still plays. If you want it, I would not sit on it. I would not wait. Uh, I would definitely get it. But like I said, it's it's up to you guys. Like you know, but you know, it's just a a risk we take every day. I, I was am... trying to be deep there, but I kind of messed up. So. Oh, sorry. I was uh, uh, I I wasn't uh, ignoring you. I was just looking up the patrons so that I could, <laughs> we could read them off. Uh, so huge shouts to our ten and twenty dollar. Huge shouts to all of our patrons. Uh, even yeah. huger shouts to the ten and twenty dollar all access patrons and VIP patrons who uh, really, really like uh, you know. We, we're incredibly thankful to everybody who gives, no matter what you give, because it definitely helps us, uh, you know, as cliche as it sounds, keep the lights on, helps us go to uh, PRGE, helps us uh, do stuff like the magazine and keep the helps website going. Saturn, uh, helps us buy $1,000 Sega CD games. <laughs> Sega CD games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that. Just, uh, I'm just making it very clear. We're not doing Yeah, we're not that. buying. Um, we're only joking when we say that. I'm not seriously dipping into Shiro funds to buy $1,000 Sega CD games. That's utterly stupid. Um, but, but those folks who are, like, really committed and are supporting us at the $10 and up level, uh, they are as follows. We got Chris Piper, Mr. Pipe Dream Games himself. We got Daniel Fredrickson. Uh, Theron Brown, David Zaney, who's in the chat here with us. Thank you for being awesome. He said, thanks for being awesome. Thank you for being awesome and supporting <laughs> us like that. Sega Steve, Mr. He has more Sega stuff than anybody. I think he could go right in, down in the books as having the most awesome, uh, what he's got the prologue. Sega stuff he's got all, all, yeah. Like nobody's got as much cool Sega stuff as Sega Steve, as the name suggests. But we've got in for Gex, right? Yeah, obviously I would dip in for Gex, you know. <laughs> we've got buy my hardcore Gex. worthy Chris 1997 XX, is that like straight edge, straight edge, or is it just two X, double X? How straight edge? Straight Chris 1997 double X. Uh, Stone Man. one away from triple X. <laughs> I know, right? It's just on the line there. Stone Man, Justin, Nate Lawrence, our own A Murder of Crows, K, Gem Clasher Rank, Cerulean, Normal Guy, Robert Ramsey, Nutrageous. You saw Nutrageous, right? At the yeah, recent cast. Mr. Richard, recent... very nice, nice dude. Excellent. Blue Moon, of course. We love you, Blue. Uh, Tanuki <laughs> Trev, Johannes Fetz, Mr. Joe Engine himself. Uh, mm-hmm. We got Rowan Dinked, uh, voice of uh, the most recent Stellar Assault. English dub, check it out. That's right. Did, salt, yeah. Fat drunk friend Otaku, Derek Pascarella, Mr. A Team, Shadow Mask, Mamdu Madwar. Uh, I never get that right. Memphis. I just like call him Memphis. Yeah. He just wants to be called Memphis on the podcast. Oh, he did. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, Emerald Nova and Young Money Sweet. 
Sweet. Thank you, Oops. every every one of those folks, for uh, just supporting and us every month with it. Yeah, making it happen. Yeah. And to everybody else too, uh, thank you for your contribution. Your name is in the credits. And uh, what else, Pat? What else can they get uh, if they support us? Uh, well, they they would have gotten a poll last week if I wasn't stupid and forgot to put it up. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to put up a poll and ask. Oh, uh, that was the Saru poll, right? S- Saru yeah, I'm actually going to put that up before I go. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to post it up and let everyone ask ever the question, do you want us to buy a Saru and test it? Is it worth our time? Yeah. If you say no, we're not going to be sad. I just want to know because no. if we didn't want to put your money, it's going to be one. But I, I Wait a figured second. we'd ask you. But again, it's not just do you want us to buy a Saru. Do you want us to buy an unofficial <laughs> AliExpress Saru? Right. Is yeah. what so we're asking because we will. I guarantee Saru's. you, we're buying a Saru when he when the when the license when the when the official one comes out. I think we're almost we have to right. But I mean, mm-hmm. do you guys want us to take a gamble on roll the dice on a AliExpress Saru uh, that m- might be very Which much is also a, probably more expensive than what the final one will cost right. too. So it's very experimental. We have no idea whether it's going to see support and uh, firmware updates. And, well, and we've roll. got early returns from from one from one uh, backer. Rowan yeah, has said no. in chat, no, <laughs> no. Thank you, no. thank you. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, so. But that's that's what I would do personally. Like I I just would not like and but we don't know. We so that's what we like wanted said, to know. Is, is what do you is think? For you guys, do you want us to do a review and talk about it? We can because mm-hmm. I mean our goal is to cover cover all the <laughs> ODEs and talk about them in, in all capacities. And I think we're almost there. We pretty much we cut. We talked about the Ray of the Phoebe. We talked about the Satiator. We talked about the Fenrir. Right. We've talked about the mode. Uh, did I forget any? Double Dime is like, no online support, boo! Agreed. <laughs> Waste yeah. of money on special edition, of, yeah, Mr. So, Bones. Yeah. Waste money but on a special there's... edition of Mr. Bones. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, feel, I feel that we should cover it, just be, like, if it was up to me and we did, I think we should just because we want to cover all the options and we're not covering all the options if we don't even get the really janky one. Right. I, mean, I guess technically... Tightly speaking, we never. Well, I don't think they've ever released a bootleg uh, Saturn ODE, so I don't really. Okay, know. Okay, here's the kicker, though. Here's the kicker. That. Maybe maybe we should up the state, up the ante. We should say, okay, who votes that we should buy one of these things, test it, and then have a a, a raffle like uh, draw names from a hat. Who gets it? Which one of our patrons gets I don't think it? We after can do that on Patreon. Bob had to stop doing that. What? What? I don't think we're allowed to raffle stuff off. It's like a gambling thing. No, 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 no. Internally, like we would just do it in our own Discord. Say, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah we the, just put the, yeah. na- put every every patron's name into a random Google name generator, and whoever it spits out, we send them when we're done testing it. I would say, yeah, that would make it that would make it seem more fair, you know. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, so yeah, put that ra- put that poll up and see what everybody says. You know. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a tricky situation. I need to. Do we still have the link on there? I think we do. We link we we link do we link that thing, didn't we? Oh Among yeah, on a previous article, uh, Dan okay, wrote sure. up about it. Yeah, so. Oh yeah, there it is. It's the fourteenth week one with the nights thing. I see it. Okay. Anyway. Well, um, guys, uh, the fried eggplant is being served as. And I, I gotta speak, go pick so. up a pizza that's about supposed that time. ready like five minutes ago, so I gotta go pick it up. Anyway, um, yeah, this has been Saturn Dave. 
Trainico, Dantrax, all reminding you that you must play your Sega Saturn. You must play Sega Saturn. Sega Tassandro tells you you must play your Sega Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is probably the last, the first and last time we're doing Green Shirt Day. It just seemed like yes. a fun thing there to we do. Go. <laughs> we'll see you next week and we'll be visible. Uh, until yes. next time, peace out.